0: Oh, yeah. faster LSU. I see they ain't ready
1: for the LSU. No, they ain't ready for the LSU. huh? They ain't ready for the LSU. No, they ain't ready for the LSU the Best in the league if you looking for talent. LSU going hard, but we beat Alabama, then we going out to Florida. Drown the gators, everybody getting bucked, when we step in the stadium. This is an LSU anthem, you know it's a hit. You don't know another rapper two step like this. See me screaming out the window, yelling purple and gold. I'm an LSU fan, girl, you know how we roll now. Back, back, and back it on up. Hey, back, back, and back it on up. Hey, back, back, and back it on, up. Hey, back, back and back it on
0: T-A-G. We live and we back. We live and we back. Welcome to the Tigers Avenue. Uh, coming off a fantastic weekend for the LSU football Tigers. Really looking forward uh, to discussing what happened uh, Saturday night in Death Valley against the Florida Gators. Uh, I hate the Florida Gators. I love beating them. We have now beat them five times in a row. First time that has ever happened uh, in mm-hmm. this rivalry series. Um, I hate them, uh, and they are losers. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> and I love getting to see uh, uh, Chris Dorian have to dress up now five years in a row. Uh, yeah. I mean, ever since they started that bet. Literally, the year they started that bet, we have not lost Peter Burns,
1: he's on a roll. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, he's killing it. He's killing it. Uh, so, uh, I think – we made the right move, Zach. I mean, I, I. you think we should have hired Billy Napier now, or you think maybe be with who we got? Yeah,
1: that's yeah. A, that's a, uh, <laughs> you know,
0: I think we not should okay. Napier. <laughs> I'm not pushing Napier. Oh so man. Oh yeah. I mean, you just gotta look back at that and say, "Wow, there were actually people that really, really." wanted Billy Napier over Brian Kelly, like, yes, legitimately. Yeah. Uh, that will forever blow my mind, forever. Um, anyways, but, there, uh, you know, it is what it is. LSU uh, hired Brian Kelly uh, and are better for it and have beaten him now two years in a row. Um, and I think that will continue to happen. So, yeah. And we'll see how long he lasts there because the chopping block has already started here uh, <laughs> at the end of college football. Um, and we will get to that as well. We'll talk about that as well. Um, we need so we're going to discuss obviously everything uh, about uh, Saturday night's game against Florida. We'll talk uh, LSU basketball, men's and women's, uh, and, and what's been happening recently with them. Uh, also, we will uh, just discuss kind of in general all things LSU because there's been a lot going on lately uh, with the baseball scene and recruiting and um uh obviously we'll talk some about the, the coaching changes and we'll give you our opinions on that as well um so plenty to discuss tonight Zach um Tigers win 52 35 honestly in dominant fashion if it's not for this defense you probably would have run away with this one you know a long time uh before halftime <laughs> if, yeah. if, if we're going to be honest we probably would have ran away with this uh and, and it, it felt like, okay, it was like we were kind of running away with it and then the whole they scored a touchdown and uh, we muffed the punt, not the punt, the, the kickoff, Caleb Jackson. Yeah. They get it right there, you know. That felt like, okay, maybe it's going to, you know, be close to the end of things, but Jaden Daniels and, and the offense just continue to impose their will and uh, the defense got you some stops. Towards the end of the game, uh, and and they just could not keep up with what Jade Daniels was doing, uh, all on his own it seemed like. Uh, so, what are your initial thoughts, Zach, coming off the game? Uh, you know, you know, seeing as we just had a loss in Tuscaloosa, it was a tough loss. Jaden, you know, maybe dealing with a concussion, had a different week than him, than he normally would have had. Um, yet the Tigers respond the way they did. What are, what are your thoughts on, on, on how they did Saturday night?
1: I mean, yeah, you come off the loss, and I, have, I do have to apologize for us not being on uh, this past week. That was large part due to my work schedule. It has uh, increased drastically, and I've been working pretty much 60 hours, close to 60 hours a week um, here the last couple of weeks. We promise so, we
0: love doing this. We promise we love doing yes, this. Yes, we love doing
1: this. Uh <laughs> My job has just kept me away. I've been doing some training uh, for yeah. an extra two hours a day, yeah. so that's why I've been—we've been away a little bit because I've been unable well, to attend. Um, I, I, but I'll be on honest, off. too,
0: Zach. I, I mean, I've, I'm finishing getting, my final semester, up. and I, I literally have—I uh, still have like four papers I got to do.
1: So yeah, but we uh, getting close, Reagan. We're getting close <laughs> to being done I, with college. It,
0: it, it, the time frame, the time frame is close. But the amount of yeah. work I have to do is not close. It's a close. lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Understandable. So, I've been there. I promise, before. y'all, once we kind of get through this this period of this, time, we, yeah. we'll be some more consistency. Uh, but we do yes. love doing this. We appreciate you guys very much.
1: Yeah, and we appreciate y'all, y'all, y'all being ways.
0: patient with
1: us. So coming off the loss to Tuscaloosa, obviously Jaden Daniels took the hit against Dallas Turner, which, by the way, love yeah. that Brian Kelly stood up you know, for that hit as opposed to the hit that Andre Sam had. Love that Brian Kelly stood up for that in the uh, post-game press conference. You know, and I tweeted it, you know, like SEC championships, gone. Uh, Playoff potential, gone. And I said Heisman potential, gone. Reason being, we really didn't have any clue if Jaden Daniels was going to be able to come back uh, for this game. Sure, And, you know – to lose to Alabama and then to not be able to play a game, you know, the next game against Florida, if that had happened, yeah. Like, Jaden's done. Like, the Heisman potential is over. But just the fact that he played virtually a half of football, three-quarters of football, against Alabama, took the hit that he that he did, yep. sat out for practice. Uh, he didn't go back to practice until Thursday, and then was able to come back this game – after going through concussion protocol, having to sit, all those things, and have this type of performance, that amazes me. I mean, it is absolutely, absolutely. insane. And I'm not – I, I, I want to say this. I'm not really surprised. I'm not really surprised by it. Jaden Daniels has been extremely tough. He's taken some beatings. Um, and when when he's run the ball, we've seen that. We've been worried at times because, you know, a lot of times we've been like, man, get out of bounds, get down. But he hes he's a warrior, man um and he has a grit and a passion for this game and it shows and obviously you know being a fifth year senior um you know you have the experience and the football IQ yeah. that is going to allow you to excel and jaden has taken that to the next level this year um and he indeed is he indeed is the best player in college football right now um with the wow factor the stats um strength of schedule that he's gone up against I mean, it's been extremely impressive to see Jaden Daniels what he has done this season. And I mean, it's the second best season we've ever seen uh from a from a from a quarterback at, at LSU. And you know, he did something on Saturday night that nobody has ever done in the history of uh FBS football. Put up yep. three hundred over 350 yards and over 200 yards rushing in a game. The only person that's come close Incredible. to that was Johnny Manziel in, in 2012 when he did 200 and 200. Jaden did yep. 350 and 200. Um, so this this game, I mean, there's not much more to talk about outside of Jaden Daniels. Um, this this was the Jaden Daniels-Heisman moment. Uh, if he goes For on sure. to win, this was the Jaden Daniels-Heisman moment, the Heisman game, if you will. Yeah. And he willed our team to victory. Uh, when the defense obviously continues to struggle, I will say this though about the defense. They came up with the stops when you needed them. Um, sure. You just yeah. have to get enough stops for this offense to be able to um get a lead. And the defense did that. Um, you know, they they came out after it was tied seven to seven. um the offense, you know, gets held at the goal line. Um, the defense comes back. they get it they get it to a third and eight situation. Uh, and they're able. Braden Swinson's able to force a uh, a sack fumble, which Braden uh, Javon Taviano recovers. That was yep. a massive stop at that point Huge. in the game. Um, you allowed your offense to get back on the field there, um, and, and think about what followed. The offense got held uh, on. Uh, they had a turnover on downs on fourth and six or fourth and seven after yeah. that. So imagine, yeah. you know, imagine if you hadn't gotten the stop there on defense, but you did. Uh, extremely impressive by the defense. On a couple of occasions, you had obviously Harrah Parkins had a really good game. He he blew up the backfield in one play and got us a three and out. Um he had the strip he had the strip sack as well, which yeah. Florida recovered, but it forced them to punt. Um you had the sage Ryan play where the receiver had made the catch and oh, sage Ryan gets his play. gets his hand in there, knocks the ball loose, beautiful forces, play. forces yeah. a punt by by Florida. I mean no, the defense is not good. They're bad. They're bad. But yeah. they made necessary plays that they had to make in order to allow this offense to do what they've done all year. Uh, you hate that they gave up 35 points, but you know uh, – I mean, if you only give up 30-something points, you know you're going to be in the ball game because you know your offense is going to put up Absolutely. 30 to 40 points. Uh, Absolutely. And in this game they put up 50 too. <laughs> I thought it was wild, Reagan, that we went to half. It was 17 to 14, and I was getting a little worried, you know, because – you know yeah. that's not that's not our typical game you know we're usually right. putting up a ton of points you know and you go to half 17-14 you're like oh is this going to be a low scoring game no it wasn't because second half was all offense all offense for florida all offense for lsu and thankfully lsu was able to pull away um there in the fourth quarter um yep. it was just extremely impressive job by everyone on the offense offensive line continues to be a, just absolutely phenomenal. I just, I love the, the idea that you could potentially get pretty much all those guys back next year. Um, yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine having that offensive line uh, for Garrett Nussmeyer. I mean, he, it would help absolutely. him develop, it help absolutely. him develop quicker. Yeah. It would, it would help the offense drastically next year. If, you know, you're able to get, obviously you're going to get Emory Jones, you know, Zalance Lance Hurd, you're going to get, uh, Will Campbell back? You know what does Garrett Dellinger do? What does Charles Turner do? What does Miles Fraser do? Um, you know they they could have yeah. the potential to leave if they want to uh, or stay. So we'll see. Um, but phenomenal job by the offensive line. I thought Josh Williams, Noah Kane, Caleb Jackson did a did a phenomenal job stepping up once you had lost Logan Diggs and once you had lost John Emery. Uh, yeah. I mean Josh Williams made some highlight oh, reel man. type blocks, right? It was insane. That's the
0: stuff you love, man.
1: He had two blocks, uh, which everybody knows about the one at the end on the shuffle pass to Brian Thomas when he went went in the round and scored. Everybody knows that one. Uh, When he went up and absolutely just blew up a defensive lineman who was almost three times his size and put him on his back. But earlier in the game, (laughs) early in their game, um, there was blindside pressure on on Jaden's blindside, and – Josh Williams picked it up and yeah, kind of stunned the yeah. guy and the dude fell on his butt. And then jo- yeah. uh, Jaden scrambled for first down. So, I, I mean, Josh, Mr. Williams, reliable man. he's extremely reliable, even though he has not been the feature back like he was last year, he continues to be extremely impressive. Um, and just a veteran guy there. He had the big, big time uh, receiving uh, play where he, he leaked out of the backfield and the linebacker didn't follow him and he's yep. wide open and, was able to yep. get inside inside the ten uh, on the on that play. Jaden mm-hmm. found him and and uh, he made a cut. I mean it was it was just it was phenomenal. I mean, dude, he has he has extremely been impressive as a walk on. So yeah. that was impressive. Malik and BTJ continue to have you know I mean they continue to stack up yards, man. I mean they both went yeah, for over hundred again. I know Malik <laughs> didn't have a touchdown. BTJ continues to just stack touchdowns, uh, yep. two touchdowns this game. Over hundred yards receiving, Malik over hundred yards receiving. He leads the country by over a hundred yards in total receiving yardage. Um, I mean, he's arguably the best. I mean, it's between him and Marvin Harrison, right? Between the as yeah. the best receiver in college football. It's between it's between yeah. those two guys. And I'm not taking anything away from Marvin Harrison, but Malik has just been better against against tougher competition. And you have to yep. consider, you know, Malik has BTJ alongside of him, who has been almost stride for stride right. with him. And right. Marvin Harrison has been the guy for Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. So Malik is competing for yardage uh, with his teammate in BTJ. Marvin Harrison has pretty much just been the guy at Ohio State. I mean, they have obviously they have other receivers, but there's not really like a, a one-two punch or a one-two-three punch. at Ohio. it's it's just Marvin Harrison, and they got a couple yeah. other guys that, that you know catch as well. But uh, anyways, <laughs> so. Um, the offense has just been absolutely phenomenal to watch this season. I hate that, you know, such an amazing offense, you know, was somewhat wasted. I want to say I don't want to say wasted. It that seems like the wrong wording because it hasn't been wasted. We've gotten to enjoy uh watching them this season and, and and see the records that they have put up and I mean Malik and BTJ are are having a better statistical year than Jamar and JJ had in 2019. Now, they're not going to they're going to play two less games than jamar and jj will so i think you know once you end the season they're not going to have the you know the same amount of stats but you gotta consider they're playing two less games and right now uh, if you just go to the stats they have better statistics through this amount of games which is insane yep um to think about i mean guys we have two receivers that are having a better year statistically right now than jamar chasing justin jefferson it's absolutely Unreal. unreal Uh, I mean, this offense uh, – and obviously Joe Burrow had an absolutely insane type of season, um, you know, through the air and, and on the ground a little bit. Uh, you know, Jane Daniels is not going to hit those numbers. But, again, he's playing two less games. I mentioned to you all, he's already at over 4,000 yards. Yep. Right? Um, total. And Joe Burrow finished the year at just, just over 6,000 yards total, including his yeah. passing yardage and his rushing yardage. And Jaden's had over four thousand right now. He's got three more games to go with the bowl game. Um, he's and he's going to play two less games. And you yep. got to imagine he's going to put up. He is going to put up over probably three hundred yards per game at least in all three of those games. So you're talking over five thousand yards with two less games. I mean, yep. Reagan.
0: I I mean, I love probably, Joe Burrow. I mean, you fifty touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I mean I love Joe Burrow. I mean, that's why I got that jersey right there, but imagine what Jaden could do with two more games like Joe Burrow had. Imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're talking we we never thought absolutely. we could see a quarterback that could push the numbers
0: that Joe Burrow yeah.
1: that Joe Burrow did in in a Power 5 conference, right? I know there's there's some there was some guy a couple years ago that broke it was Joe Bailey Burrow's Zappi. Play.
0: It was Bailey Zappi. Yeah,
1: yeah, but he was playing, you know, <laughs> he,
0: he was playing Western Kentucky.
1: Playing <laughs> Western Kentucky, he wasn't playing nobody. He was he wasn't playing in the heart of the SEC West, you know. Right. And right. playing against, you know, seven top ten teams. Like, But Jaden's right. played three top ten teams. They've lost those games, but it wasn't his fault. It was the defense's no, fault. So, fault. No. I mean, we never <laughs> would imagine that we would see a quarterback do what Joe Burrow did. But guess what? Right. Jaden Daniels is doing it. He's doing yeah, it, guys. absolutely is. Um, he is doing he it. And if is. he had two more games under his belt – he very easily could surpass the total amount of yardage that Joe Burrow had in 2019, easily. I don't know about touchdowns, but um, like just total yardage, uh, and obviously a large part of that would be due to his legs. But, guy, I mean, he, he's been phenomenal as a passer as well. He's completing over 70% of his passes. Um, I mean, Jane Daniels is him. He is him, and I just, I thought on the way driving home today, I thought, Golly, can you imagine where we would be, um, you know, these last two years if it had not been for Jane Daniels? And it, it just yeah. it blows my mind that there were so many people last no year time. and even this no year, even this year that were JD haters. And guys, you you don't you don't win near as many games near as Absolutely many games not. as as you have these last two years. We're talking, we're talking guys, and, Yeah, <laughs> and we're talking about in the last two years, guys, you. You're going to potentially have 20 wins in the last two years. And you wouldn't have been close to that if you didn't have no JB five. So just a just an amazing game. I mean, it's a game, it's a performance that we are going to remember for the rest of our lives. I mean, we remember 29, we'll remember 2019 for the rest of our lives, but yep. we'll remember the 2023 LSU offense for the rest of our lives. I I mean,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: you, you think about obviously 2019 Joe Burrow. Uh, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Justin Jefferson, all those guys. Terrace Marshall, uh, Thaddeus yep. Moss. You think about those guys. You think about in 2013 when you had Zet Mettenberger and OBJ and Jeremy Hill and, and Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry. You know, you, yeah. you remember you remember guys like that. I mean, but we, we and that's pretty much it, right? You think about the kind of—I mean—that's all I think about, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think about Leonard Fournette, you know. But it wasn't like the offense; like it was like Leonard Fournette, like right. Yeah. You just remember Leonard Fournette's, you know, you know, twenty fifteen season. Um, but as far as like offense as a whole, you think about twenty thirteen, you think about twenty nineteen, and twenty twenty three is going to be uh, right in the mix uh, with those offenses that we've seen in this past decade, this past decade, this past uh, two decades. I mean. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal performance by those guys and extremely proud of them to be able to um, overcome the adversity, obviously, with the yeah. uh, Caleb Jackson, you know, muff Muff kickoff. You know, that was, that was the area in the game where you felt like, oh, you know, are we going to have to bite our nails again? Uh, and for a little while, you did. Um, but overall, the offense was just too much. They completely overwhelmed Florida and you go on to win 5 in a row and not only that but you broke uh the tie in the overall series it was yep. 33 wins 33 losses three ties 3 3 3 3, three. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny uh when that popped up on the on the on the broadcast uh this past yep. Saturday night now it's 34 33 and 3 yep. LSU um so just a great night for the LSU Tigers
0: yeah they've overcome the the spurrier era where they just dominated us. And yeah, yeah it's been a decade all, of dominance
1: of by LSU. Yeah. Or, or really two decades.
0: Yeah. LSU's kind of handled that series uh, in, in recent history. Uh, another guy I wanted to point out, Zach, defensively, that, that has had quietly a, a good season and that with another year he can return, and I think, make a great impact as Paris and – Um, he came up big in the second half when uh, there was a third down. And, man, it always feels like – ball? Man, it feels like every third down, third and nine plus, third and six plus. You you're like, man, your cheeks. You're, you're just like it, – it, it feels inevitable. Yeah. And, man, he came off the edge, uh, played Graham Mertz, uh, eyes really well, uh, read, read him. Uh, saw the pass coming and just jumped up and battled it down and it was a great play. And he's, that's not the first time he's done that this year. Um, so he has quietly had a good year because he's been kind of a selfless player because if you have any depth on the defensive side of the ball, it's, it's at the D line and he's been limited in his snaps as, as Brian Kelly pointed out today in his press conference, just been a selfless player. And when he's gotten his chance, man, he's made an impact. Yeah. Man, you think about next year, uh, the potential of the defensive line with Braden Swinson and Bar- Parishan having extra years and maybe the return of Mason Smith because he really just hasn't had the year everyone expected. So maybe yeah. he comes back one more year to uh, bump his draft stock, you know, all these things. And Deshaun Womack, who uh, has flashed at times as well, him – being a sophomore, getting a full offseason in and maturing like the, the, the offensive or excuse me, the defensive line, man, next year can be, I think a lot better than even it was this year um, in all reality. And, and I, I think Savion Jones could even return if he wanted to. Um, so I, I I think that he has been someone that needed to be recognized and he is one of the guys who got a stop on yeah. uh, Saturday night when it, when you you needed some stops so that your offense could continue doing what it what it what it was doing and um, that he did he was one of those guys. Another thing is I was really like man they they had the ball last and the game was essentially over right it was fifty two to thirty five and Florida's got the ball and I'm like man. I really just don't want them to score again. I like don't give them any more points. Man, they got all the way down there, and thankfully <laughs> they were able to keep them out of the end zone. As I, I just did not want them to score any more points. Like, a please, lot of betters were
1: happy with that. A favorite. lot, of, a lot of the betters that 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 took oh absolutely the, cover that the that spread. The LSU yes,
0: 15, yeah, it was huge. It was huge that they that they were able to get that stop there at the end for anybody who who bet LSU to cover the spread. Um, yep. so I was really pleased with that as well. And man, I, you've already hit on this a little bit, but man, in the absence of Logan Diggs, you just see the consistency of, uh, and reliability of, of Josh Williams to, to get the job done, man. Uh, just, I've been so impressed with him over the last two seasons. He deserves all the respect in the world, uh, sure. from LSU fans. And, um, maybe he gets some more reps, uh, because of that. Uh, Logan, obviously, is, looks like he, he might be healthy and, and, and back through the Georgia State game. But seeing as it's Georgia State. I just rest him. Maybe rest him, yeah, completely again. Have him ready let for Josh A&M. Lose. Let
1: Josh, let Josh yeah. and Caleb and Noah do the thing.
0: Sure, yeah. And, and, and you know, rock and roll with them and let him have more reps because he just – he earns it. Now, every time he goes out there, he, he makes his reps uh, uh, count he doesn't slack off just because he's missing reps that he probably would have had last year that he's not getting this year with Logan Diggs. And he's just, man, he's just absolutely consistent. Uh, So he embodies what you want in a team. And I just love that from him. Uh, But I don't think there's much more I can say about Jaden's performance, but I mean, it was literally, literally uh, one of the greatest single game performances in the history of college football. Like and I don't think we realize it's to that magnitude. It is one of the single greatest single per individual performances in the history of college football, and it happened on Saturday night. It's the most yards that a uh, it's the most yards that that a Florida defense has ever allowed. Um, so man, it, it's just it was phenomenal, uh, and it, we better enjoy the last three games of him because you won't get it again. Uh, <laughs> And he's just That's been incredible, man. I wish he had another year. I just wish he had another. Oh, year. if he had another year, man, <laughs> we're talking
1: Natty next year, baby.
0: Yeah, yeah. I sure wish. I sure wish. But it is what it is, man. It is what it is. He's enjoying while you got it. Enjoying while you got it. So those are kind of my thoughts on on Saturday night. Tigers get the win. I love beating Florida um, every year. If if we can beat State, Ole Miss. Arkansas, and Florida, I'm satisfied. Now, we didn't get Ole Miss this year, but I think it's a successful year if we win those games. For sure. And thankfully, we get to play Florida next year uh, in the Swamp. Now, after that, I don't know you know, what, what the schedule is going to look like after that with everything changing, but uh, at least we do in the first year of the change, we still do have Florida on the schedule next year. So, maybe we can continue to humiliate uh, the Florida Gators <laughs> and Chris Doring because um, I absolutely love beating them.
1: Chris might have to opt out of that bet, man. It ain't been good, too good for
0: him. <laughs> Brian Kelly t- came on their show this morning t- and told him that maybe they should start betting the point spread and not the game. <laughs> 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 and I was like, well, if they bet the point spread, he would have still lost. Yep. He would have still lost. So yep. <laughs> Either way, either way. So. Anyways, it was a phenomenal performance and great way to respond coming off of a loss. You know, everybody talks about those years of Les Miles, Les Miles era, where it was always like a hangover of Bama, and we would go play like Arkansas or somebody, and and we end up losing another game. Uh, You know, just not that the culture is built better than that now. Uh, Where okay, we got to we we've addressed the loss now we're into a new week and we're on to our next task and still and Brian Kelly has instilled that very well, uh, into the program and there was no hangover whatsoever. So Tigers win and, uh, move to, uh, seven and three on the year, two more wins will get them to nine. And maybe with a couple losses here and there, Zach, maybe you can find yourself in the new year six bowl. Um, I really don't care, though, because uh, bowl games mean nothing to me. I'll <laughs> cheer for the Tigers, whatever bowl game they're in, but if we're in the Sugar Bowl or if we're in the Alamo, Texas Bowl, I, I do not care. It's the bowl game. It's a consolation game. Give me all the playoff games in the world. cannot wait until there's a 12-team playoff. I'm, I you, am baby. thoroughly looking forward to it. Thoroughly looking forward Thanks to here. it. So, all right, Reagan,
1: well, let's. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, Absolutely. we'll uh, we'll hit these comments, and then we'll begin to discuss uh, the LSU men's and women's basketball teams. Obviously, as, as their seasons have gotten underway, a uh, few games have been played already with a couple of losses we need to address. Um, sure. And a look ahead into the rest of the season uh, now that we are full-fledged uh, into basketball and as football is wrapping up. Uh, so we'll be back right after this.
0: Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all of his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem, and at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, Attorney at Law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. All right, we're back. Uh, and we got
1: O'Danny Girl holding down the comments so far for us. Um, she said uh, Josh Williams, Malik, BTJ, and Lacey all had some game altering blocks, and Lacey. Yeah. uh has yeah. done that consistently. He may drop but he has uh blocked very well. Yeah, I mean, Lacey's had a really good good uh year uh especially blocking. Uh, and he, he had a he had a couple of games where uh receiving wise was phenomenal for you. I mean, he went over 100 yards one game, um made some really key catches in some other games and yep. so while he hasn't had the season that I mean, I thought he was going to have a lot better season than he than he has this year. Uh BTJ kind of took that spot. Um, I probably should have foreseen that coming uh, with with the flashes that BTJ made last year. Um, I just felt like Kyron was going to be that guy. But BTJ has been that dude, and Kyron uh, has been stable outside of the drops. She also said, um, what are we – are we a Pac-12 giant this season? Can you imagine a Pac-12 matchup with us? The score would be like 82 to 76. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to imagine that because I don't, I don't know if I want to imagine our defense just oh, stressing me out the entire time. Yeah. That would, that drive me insane. But anyways, well, no. anyways, Reagan
0: basketball. Yeah. Basketball. Um, so obviously the, both, both teams have kind of got their seasons rolling. LSU women's uh, are, are off to a two and one start. The men's are, are one and one, um, you know, LSU women's, they, they played a really, really tough opponent to begin the season, 20th-ranked yeah. Colorado. Um, you know, if you want to be honest, all the hype, all of the talk, all of uh, the media attention, super team talk, um, maybe it was a bit of a distraction, Zach, and, and they just weren't physically, um, mentally prepared for the game because – Colorado just simply, as cliche as this sounds, I and mean, I feel like this is the most cliche thing uh, to say, but Colorado just wanted it more. Uh, they, they, yep. they played with more determination. They, they were more physical in the paint. Uh, the, 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 the swagger presence that LSU had last year, the confidence that exuded from the team last year just was not there against Colorado Uh, it felt very vanilla at times Um, uh, but man with with all of the attention like that you know maybe it was a good thing for them it was a wake-up call Um, this team is going to be very good they're going to be very very good Uh, I'm not uh, like freaking out by any means and and nobody should do that but maybe it's a good wake-up call for this team to say okay you know what we brought all these players in. We got to figure out how we're going to play all together. Uh, how's the chemistry on the team? You know, how are we all going to work on the court together? Uh, we have this freshman class, these transfers in, and uh, returning players. You know, it's a new. It's a new look. It's a new team. They, they've got to figure out how they're going to gel and work together. Uh, the chemistry on the court, because man, last year they they had all of that. Uh, and of course we saw that led to a national championship and they had all the confidence in the world and I feel like that confidence uh, led them all the way through the the tournament um so they just need to get a couple of good wins you know below their belt establish the identity of the team figure out their roles uh, and then just play with more determination and look Tim mulkey's gonna <laughs> I mean if anybody is gonna have a team mentally and, and physically ready to play a game determined uh you know she's going to use that colorado game as a a boosting point to urge her team uh to play better uh she's she's i mean she's one of the greatest women's basketball coaches of all time we have all i have all the faith in the world in her to for sure get the team on the right track i'm i'm not concerned at all um in terms of the men's team, Zach, I know they lost the other night. Like, and it was a rough loss. Okay, it was a rough loss. Um, but this this team is going to be better than last year's team. Like, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, the other night it, it, they just came out uh, just dry, uh, and, and and just weren't hitting shots that they had been hitting uh, in their exhibition game and the first game against. Uh, Mississippi Valley State, um, this team can shoot the three far better than last year's team, uh, way, way better than last year's team. And yeah. on uh, the other night, when, Friday night when they were playing Nichols, they just couldn't hit a shot in the first half from beyond the arc. They, they just were cold. But in the second half, you saw what this LSU team uh, has been looking like. Uh, and also, Will Baker dove for a ball. In this early, early in the second half, and looked like he got up slow, was subbed out, and sat out the rest of the game until literally the final seconds of the game. They put him in there to because of his height to catch a Hail Mary pass and lob a shot up. And in fact, he caught it and got the shot off in time and it bounced off the rim. I mean, how do you would had it would have gone in? It would have counted. Um, but with the absence of Will Baker the entire second half this team still came back from 24 points down yeah um this this team is is going to be better than last year's team they started off cold i, I don't know what it was but they found themselves in the second half and had it not been for a 24 point deficit they would have won that game and they were going i mean they were it felt like they had got kind of got the game in hand towards the end of the game. And you really needed one more bucket on your like last possession. Uh, But you didn't get it. If you would have got that bucket, the game would have been over. Yeah, You didn't get a bucket. Um, Nichols gets the ball left with the last shot, essentially. It, It ended up not being the last shot, but essentially the last shot. Um. With a few seconds left, they throw up an absolute prayer um, from a guy who had gone absolutely ice cold all second half, Jalen White, uh, Nick, one of the nickel sh- uh, guards. He, he had hardly, sh- you know, hit a single shot all of the second half, throws up a prayer from beyond the arc, and, and it went in. And it was just like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. of, uh, like, of course, of all the shots you shoot in the second half, that's the <laughs> one that falls, right? Yeah, uh, it was just it was just that kind of night. Honestly, I, I think it was just an off night uh, for the men's team. Uh, and, and man, I don't know if you saw the post game pressers. Have you saw? I did. did you see the,
1: Matt Matt like, went off.
0: Home, homie showed some emotions I've never seen from him.
1: You know, in in, yeah. in
0: his short, his very short tenure here at LSU. You know, he's been always kind of uh, a mild tempered kind of. Yeah. Had real control of his emotions. But, man, you saw some fire from Matt on, on Friday night. Not not just in the post-game presser, but you saw it in the huddles. Uh, you, you saw him when he was talking to players. Uh, he had some fire. Um, and, and I have already, Zach, begun to see people, you know, uh, McNeese State, they went and beat VCU. And they and, and Matt McMahon loses to Nickel State. And of course, the whole thing transpires with, 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 with uh, um, uh, uh, it's not Arizona. Is it Arizona? And their coach, he gets to keep his job. and, and all of the recruiting violations, and they're like, see, he got to keep his job. We should have kept Will Wade. And, and, and we, we didn't have to fire him. And here we are stuck with Magnet Man and he sucks and like, like, all of, like, you're already seeing the the overreaction of the media again. Folks, we, we have got to give Matt McMahon the benefit of that. Like, the dude is a winner. Like, everywhere he's gone, he's won. Uh, yeah. And and I don't think it's going to be any different at LSU. I, I, it hasn't started ideal, but you have to realize what he walked into last year. I mean, he literally walked into a situation where there were zero players. Zero. And he was hired in the spring. So he started in the spring literally having to put a roster together from zero players. And last year, he took the thread and just kind of barely wove this team together. Uh, it wasn't Arizona, the, the coach with the, the recruiting scan. It was Kansas. It was Kansas. Uh, Bill Self, that's who I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he pieced together a roster uh, and, and, like, just took any player he could get and brought a couple player uh, players along with him from Murray State who played in OVC. Obviously, K.J. Williams, phenomenal player. He was your best player last year. He was the highlight of the year. But if you look at the rest of the team and you're really honest with yourself, like, they're just – they weren't SEC starters. And I, this is no disrespect to any of the players last year. It's no disrespect whatsoever. But Derek Fountain was one of your key players last year. I mean, yeah. you heavily relied on Derek Fountain last year. And the year before that, he played like a total, like, like, averaged two minutes a game at Mississippi State. And he was a key player playing the majority of the minutes as a starter on your team. Yeah. And you look at this year's team, what is Derek Fountain? He's a role player. He's yeah. not a starter. Like last year's team uh, was just a, a thrown-together roster and it was like, okay, let's get through the first season. That's all that was. So you knew there was going to be a, a huge overhaul after this season, which there was, and they have brought in guys that have are, are, are going to be much better offensively. They are. Um, the other night, as much as it sucked, I do not think that is how the rest of the season is going to look. Now Thursday, um, on the 16th, you've got to go play a tough opponent in Dayton, and you're playing in the Charleston Classic. And if you win that game, if you if you beat Dayton, the very next day you're you're most likely going to play St. John's, who just hired none other than Rick Pitino. So you've got some tough games ahead of you. But let, let's let's not be so um, narrow-minded when it comes to the hire of Matt McMahon and, and just write him off and just say, well, we should have kept Will Wade. No, you shouldn't have kept Will Wade. What Will Wade done was, did was wrong. They had more evidence on Will Wade than they had on Bill Self. And if, if we were to have not cooperated with the NCAA, the NCAA could have really hurt our basketball program and our football program. Yeah, and we correct. would have all been very upset if that would have happened. The to to firing him. was a necessary sacrifice. Yeah, it was correct. a necessary sacrifice. One hundred percent, and it was one I would have made, I, I, 99 out of may like ninety nine out of hundred times I would have made the decision again. A hundred out of hundred like, times, a hundred out of hundred times, I would have decided to make that. De- you know, we would have made that decision every single time. Um, so. Let's not throw Matt McMahon under the bus. Let's recognize where he walked into um, and give him some time to actually build a roster because the dude's killing it in recruiting at lately. I mean he he came in and and was still able to land two uh, top one hundred players in Tyrell Ward and Jalen Reed coming into the class, like coming into the job. And Tyrell Ward is a top fifty player and was a five star in some of in some of the ratings. And then this year. or or, or last year he signed another four-star in Mike Williams, who's been starting for you and playing well, and Corey Chest, who's potentially going to take a red shirt this season, um, which I think is a good idea. But Corey Chest could play on this team right now and, and contribute right now. He's a physical freak, number one player in the state of Louisiana, top 50 player in the country. And he just signed two more top 100 players, one of them a top 40 player. Like, Give the man some time he's building a good foundation and a good program so yeah. let's not write him off uh, just off the top. sorry I, I know i kind of took up that time there there's that but I, no I, you're good I, i've already been seeing that crap and it, it irritates well. me like it makes it more like it is so exhausting when you're you're trying to watch a guy build and succeed, and and fans are just tearing them down and tearing them down and tearing them down. It makes it worse. It makes it worse than it actually is. And I have, I have trust in Matt McMahon and what he's doing because he is recruiting very well. I just don't think anybody wants to recognize that. I mean, every single time that Will Wade landed a player, everybody was talking about him. Everybody was posting about him. But Matt McMahon goes and lands a top 40 player, Curtis Givens, Robert Miller, like, and nobody talks about it. Nobody's talking about it. Last year, you heard a little bit about Corey Chess because he was the number one player in Louisiana and a top 50 player in the country. So you heard a little bit about it, but not enough. Like, they're not even giving him a chance, and that that really frustrates me. So those are my thoughts on the, the men's basketball team. I think we'll be about middle of the pack this year, Zach, middle of the pack in the SEC. I don't think we're gonna like win the SEC championship or anything, but we're gonna make we're gonna be better than last year. We're not gonna win two SEC games, in my opinion, this year.
1: Yeah, well, you've hit on a lot, and I'll just I'll just go this route with it. Some guys that I've been really impressed with. You mentioned the guys that were Will, or excuse me, Matt McMahon's guys, right? Yeah, the guys that he landed in the class last year: Tyrell Ward, Jalen Reed. Both of those guys have been really good so far in the season. You obviously love what you saw from Will Baker. Game one didn't have the chance to go off like he did in game two because of the injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've been really impressed with that, I, Reagan. I don't know if you've heard anything, but do we have any more news on Jalen Cook? Is, is he like not going to be able to play this season, or are we still waiting well, on the NCAA? Uh,
0: yeah, no, they 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 already said that that they denied his waiver. LSU uh, has submitted more. Uh, Information has appealed uh, their decision, uh, so we'll see what what you know the NCAA does after that. You know, we saw you see you saw a similar situation like this with with Tez Walker, the wide receiver at, at North Carolina. They denied his immediate eligibility. You know, North Carolina went through a process, you know, of appealing that and finally got him eligible. Maybe that'll happen for Jalen Cook, and I hope it does because this this team is a solid team without Jalen Cook. If you add Jalen Cook to this team, it could be a really good team. Like, this could be a team that's, um, you know, middle of the pack SEC, maybe 500 in the SEC and squeak their way into the tournament at like a, you know, nine, ten seed. Like, I I really think that if Jalen Cook is added to this team, that we could be that. Um, Because he's a guy who's just going to score you a lot of buckets. And this team can score a lot of points even without him. You add him to this team. You add experience and uh, uh, maturity that Jalen Cook has. Um, right now, Mike Williams, a true freshman, is playing in his place. Right. Correct. So, if you bring Jalen Cook back, then you add even more depth as well. Not only the experience and and the wisdom that Jalen has, but the the super talent that just he can go out there and shoot the lights out. Um, so we'll see. That's where they're at right now. They're 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 going through an appeal process. We'll we'll see how it goes. The NCAA has been cracking down on second time transfers uh, as of late. They, it's been obvious they they're not being as lenient as they once were.
1: Yeah, we'll see how how that plays out. I agree with you. I think um, you know once if if you're able to get Jalen Cook back this season, how do they look with Jalen Cook? Because um, obviously yeah. that was a huge part of what. Matt yeah. McMahon was trying to do with this team in adding Jalen Cook. Um, Absolutely. So, outside of that, you know, you mentioned it's going to be a tough schedule. So, I think LSU fans have to be, you know, aware of that. You're going to play some really, really good schools here recently. Not not obviously like, you know, power five name type schools, but uh, some really, really good college basketball teams that are in the tournament yeah. year in and year out. So, uh, we'll see how you adjusts after this loss to Nichols. Uh, I want to hit on one thing briefly with the women's, and then we can move on. Um okay. And I, and you kind of mentioned this. You got to remember, like, you, you got new players. Um, You, you, you add Haley Van Liff, You add Anissa Morrow, who's coming off the bench. Yeah. Um you, you add Michaela Williams. You, you add – um She's a baller, by the way. Yeah, Del De Rosario. I mean – You have to add those players, and you have to figure out a way, again, that they all can work together. Uh, Last year, you had a team that had already formed a a really good chemistry with each other. And not only that, but they didn't go and play a a ranked team the very first game of the season. They played a lot of lower-tier schools so they could build the chemistry with each other, build, 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 build. And then, obviously, once you got to SC play, you're good. The chemistry is there. You know what your roles are. You know who each player is and what they do well, what their weaknesses is, and you're able to adapt to that. Uh, once you finally got into serious uh, competition, you weren't able to do that in the first game. You, you were you no. were gonna have to still figure everything out. And so, you know, how does Haley Van Lith work in this offense? How does Anissa Morrow, who was so used to obviously being a full time starter at Nepal, how does how do how does she, how does she do coming off the bench? Who, by the way, is fun. She's been phenomenal. Off the bench, yeah. Um, yeah, Flazé Johnson's had a little not not a great start. Let's see how she adjusts um to this new Smith team. Michaela Samaya Man. Smith has, has been and, and Michaela Williams, those are my two highlights uh, of the season so far. Michaela Williams went off the first game. I mean, she was your leading scorer, 17 points against Colorado. Samaya Smith, the last two games has been your leading scorer. Uh Angel Reese yeah. continues to be a double-double machine. But Samaya Smith was ex- has been ex- the most impressive to me. I think more so than Williams. I mean, we know what Michaela Williams can do. She's a scorer. Samaya Smith has clearly taken that next step uh, from last year to this year. And you know, you think about the combination of her and Angel Reese down low, and it's scary, man. It is scary.
0: It is, and and, and I mean that that's a tip of the cap to uh, Kim Mulkey's recruiting. Uh, Samaya Smith, obviously, was a uh, a big name recruit coming out of Texas. So, um, Michaela Williams, number one player in the co- you know in the country last year, uh, and man, she looks every bit of the number one player. And I'll country. say this she right, I, I hate to say this right,
1: now. she is. Yeah, go ahead. And I hate to say this right now, Reagan, but I think your best five right now is without Flajie Johnson on the floor. I'm gonna be honest. So far, I think your, yeah. I think yeah. your best five is. On uh on the on the uh, uh on the front court, Angel Reese and Samaya Smith. Yeah, and on the back court, you have Haley Van Lith, Michaela Williams, and you with uh Anisa in there as well. Those are your yeah. best five yeah. right now.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Um and, and maybe Plage will, will, will come along uh as the season progresses. Obviously, it's still early. Um, and she was and the
1: SEC freshman of the year, so I mean, I'm not SEC freshman off. Of year,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. She, I, I have all the confidence in the world that she'll she'll find herself and and get back on track. Um, just, I mean, man, you you you've got some games to shake off the rust and get back in the flow of things, figure out the new uh, team and and how we're going to play together. Um, with with basketball, thankfully, you've got a lot more games to do that than you do in my football. So correct. Um,
1: Any games for both teams to adjust?
0: I I am excited for both teams. And and, uh, this may sound weird, but I've been really, really looking forward. Uh, Like, like I've known what to expect with the women's team, but I've been more enthusiastic to see what this men's team is going to do. Uh, I think the women's team is going to be very special. Again, don't get me wrong, but I want to see what stride. Matt Man can make in year two and and and, and so I'm I'm being really intentional about watching those games, uh, with a keen eye on things and, and seeing what he's doing. Uh, because last year it was just kind of like eh, right? <laughs> like it was yeah. it was what it was. And man, you go back and look at the scores of, of our games early in the season when we were playing, you know, uh, just Nobody teams, you know, G five teams, and it was a lot closer than I felt like I remember it. They Those were close games. We were playing against teams that were not that good, um, and then we come into the SEC play and we knock off Arkansas. And we were un, we were undefeated, or we had one. Oh, we had one loss. We lost one loss to Kansas, Kansas State, eight. yeah. And then we come into the SEC play and we and we beat Arkansas right off the jump, and you're like, oh, man, here we go. Like, this team's – Matt Man's era is here. And then we go to Rupp Arena and, and play them toe-to-toe. Yep. And you're like, man, you know, Matt Man seems like he's going to be a really great guy. And then, of course, you didn't win another game for a very long time. Um, <laughs> and, and it was what it was. So, I, I'm really looking forward to see what kind of j- jump Matt Man can make in this year.
1: Yep, and we'll we'll see as the season progresses. All right, Reagan, we're gonna wrap up the show uh, with just a couple more things. So, I want to discuss this real quick. Um, just and around LSU, obviously LSU here recently has lost a couple of cornerback uh, commits, which is not you know yeah. not great when you consider the not defensive idea. back room where it's at right now. You no, lost Kai that. Bates, and you lost um, the kid out of Texas. I'm going blank, Reagan. Andre Evans. Andre Evans. Nashville. I'm oh, uh, Nashville. No, there's another guy. Who am I missing? Now, Andre, I like Andre Evans and Kyle Bates were
0: your two best DB commits, and, and you lost both of them. Um, and, and both of those were, um, were tough losses.
1: Andre is, Let's see. Um
0: And Wardell Mac, I wanted way, to say Wardell there was another Mack one in From Florida to Texas. So,
1: that I think that was the one I, that somebody else mentioned. Wardell Mac, uh, you haven't been able to land Wardell Mac and you lost Kai Bates. So, again, I think you just got to trust the process. I think you got to trust what became them, that became them know that, that you know what they're doing. And yeah. obviously, we see this every single year. There's going to be guys that you lose, that you miss out on, and you really wanted to have them. Um, you got to trust that BK and the staff can put together another really good recruiting class. And I trust them to do so. Um, Reagan- look, go ahead.
0: With with the firing of Jimbo Fisher, you exactly. may scoop some recruits. Exactly. You, you may scoop some big recruits. Uh, I mean, you My think about uh, Relaford, uh, Dominic McKinley, uh, uh-huh. who are both Louisiana natives committed to, to Texas A&M right now. And, of course, Terry uh, uh, Bussey, who is a five-star athlete who uh, essentially came down to LSU and A&M, uh, who, you know, all of them now are, are you know, kind of in limbo with, with uh, Texas A&M and the firing of Jimbo Fisher. So that could be huge, too, LSU's recruiting.
1: Yeah, obviously you see what uh, – there's been a huge, heavy recruitment on Bryce Underwood as well. Uh, oh, I know absolutely. that's another – class. I know yeah. that's another class, but uh, – because he's 2025, 20, right? He's 25, um, yep. So, number one player in the country, five-star quarterback. Yep. It's been between him and Michigan. I mean, I don't know – if you're Bryce Underwood and you watch the LSU game this weekend and you watch the Michigan game this weekend, I think it would be an easy decision for me. But, you know, a long way what people there. are
0: saying, it's an LSU lane. Uh There yep. was a prediction put in for LSU recently. So, yep. so uh, man, if you're I'm really excited up, about that.
1: I mean the quarterback room for LSU has drastically improved since the the firing of Les Miles. So I'm, I'm excited to see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the possibility, uh the possibility of Bryce Underwood coming to L- yeah. you know, committing to LSU. That'd be insane. Um yeah. outside of that, Reagan, obviously you met, we mentioned the firing. Jimbo Fisher fired seventy six million dollars uh guaranteed money that best he gets. job in the world. Uh yeah, fired head football. Fired coach, SEC you know, power be, five. Yeah.
0: SEC
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, if I'm Jimbo, I ain't doing jack diddly for a long time. Um, but you know, some guys they just can't get out of it, even even Dude, when they're making all that money.
0: You know what is unreal? What is unreal? Texas A and M at halftime took a moment on the field to present a check from their boosters yep. to the athletic department of 160 million dollars or or 160 470,000 like like way more money than what his buyout was uh it, it was over 160 million I, I, if I remember it correct it was 160 million 470,000 dollar check insane uh the halftime presented to Texas A&M Athletic Department Saturday. Saturday. In the middle of the Mississippi State game. And they fired him the next day. That buyout was chump change, brother. It was chump yeah, change. It was. Yeah, they had no problem paying that buyout. That's insane,
1: right. though. It's absolutely insane, though.
0: And, well, what a savage but, mood. I, I mean, the AD was sitting there accepting the check. Right there in the middle of the game. And they, they knew in the middle of the week they were going to fire him. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. they had already decided they were going to fire him. The
1: game against State did not matter. No, it did no, not it matter. Didn't
0: matter. It did not matter. They they already decided <laughs> they were going to fire him. Unreal. 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 It's brutal.
1: It's brutal. It was brutal. Anyway. Uh, anyway. But Jimbo no longer is there. Uh, you obviously like your chances for LSU in, reg- in, in, in <laughs> regards to that, uh, uh, as, as Texas m will be traveling to LSU in a couple of weeks. Um, you really like no, your no, chances no,
0: to meet let in Baton
1: Rouge. It's in us Rouge. Yeah, I said Texas A&M is traveling to. Oh, LSU. okay, my bad, my bad, my, As my
0: bad. As Texas A&M
1: is traveling to LSU in a couple weeks, you really like your chances yeah. to get to nine wins and have potentially ten with the bowl game um, after that. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta believe that A&M is gonna be playing up, obviously for LSU. So we'll see. Um, but man, I, where do they go? I don't know. That's a that's a good big question for another day. We won't address it today, but um, that'll be something we yeah. discuss in a, in a later episode. Obviously, state. Fires uh, Arnett. I, yep. Not surprised by that at all. I, I I said it. I said it when he was hired. He's a bridge. He was a bridge yep. between yep. the Leach passing and the yep. next guy. I think you know you probably could have done a better job. State could have probably done a better job, and you know, and saying you know like he resigns. Like hey, I I've, I coached this year in lieu of the fact that Mike Leach passed. Now I'm going to yeah. allow the. Now I'm going yeah. to allow the the AD and the staff that here at State to go find their guy. You know, I'd love to stay on as defensive coordinator if he wants to keep me. If not, I'll move on. Like, yeah. I think there would have been a better way to do it um, than just saying, like, hey, we're, uh, you're fired. Like, <laughs> like, like, I understand he wasn't a great coach. I understand he wasn't a great coach, but he, he had to become the head coach in a really difficult situation. So sure. sure, I really didn't like the way that it was handled by State. Uh but I don't like the way it was handled, but I understand why the decision was made a hundred percent. I mean, it had to be done. And, you know, yeah. we're starting to hear rumors about some other coaches, uh, and, and potentially what could be happening with them, with their futures on the line. We'll see what happens. Uh, obviously those are just rumors. We'll see if there is, uh, any other major firings, uh, within the sec here within yeah. the next couple of months.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's that time of year where the heads start rolling, uh, yep. coaching changes start getting made. You know, I've already uh, LSU fans, in particular, uh, they they love watching the heads roll. Uh, <laughs> they they want they want a few guys on our staff to roll our heads to roll as well.
1: Maybe it happens. Um, uh,
0: but I would fully suspect that it would happen once this season ends. Don't don't expect it to happen in the season it's a little bit different for um,
1: LSU because you still have a lot to play for.
0: You, you, yeah, you look absolutely. you're trying
1: you're trying to win absolutely. 10 games.
0: You're
1: trying to you're win not, 10 game.
0: Yeah.
1: You're trying to have a Heisman, you know, potential season with Jaden Daniels. So yeah. you're trying to salvage some of the really good stuff that could happen this season. Uh yeah. so you know for those that are like well all these other teams are firing, you just know, firing why can't we go ahead? No. You, you're playing for you're playing for more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I would not be upset if those decisions were made, but I want them to be made in the off season. And let's be honest, like Brian Kelly is uh, phenomenal and has all uh, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to hiring and firing, because his tenure or or excuse me, his track record of hiring and handling coaching changes has been phenomenal on his staff in the past. So, I got all the trust in the world uh, for what Brian Kelly has in store, you know, in the off season, whatever that may be. So those are my thoughts on, on coaching changes and whatnot.
1: All right, Reagan, I think we're going to wrap up the show. You ready to close this out?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you guys uh, coming in here, uh, commenting. Those of you who did, we apologize for uh, the inconsistencies lately. We, we want to be as consistent as possible, but the reality is, uh, as of late, Zach and I both have had a lot of responsibilities. So bear with us. Uh, we apologize. We do love doing this. We're not like, we're not like quitting or anything. Okay. Like we, <laughs> we, we love, love doing this. Uh, Zach obviously has taken on some responsibilities youth ministry wise and has been working more hours at his uh, full-time job. Uh, this is my final semester and I have some major, major uh You know, final senior projects I have to finish up. And, and, uh, when you're doing that, you also have two children. Uh, one of them is six months old and McKenna (laughs) works. And, you know, my I I go to school, I come home, McKenna goes to work, she comes home, we put the kids to sleep, and then I go to the library until midnight. Like, it's a vicious cycle. Like, it's it's just
1: like clockwork.
0: It it is a vicious cycle. So bear with us. Uh, we, we, I've only got about a, month left or so in school and maybe after that you know maybe we can have some smooth sailing and, and get to a more consistent uh, uh, uh show sure. so uh we appreciate it but we appreciate you guys who ha- have stuck with us uh, and we're going to continue doing this so we'll, we'll recap uh, or excuse me we'll preview this weekend with georgia state uh and lsu and and obviously we'll discuss what what happens with the women's and men's basketball this week as well We'll recap those in our upcoming show, and we'll see you then in the Tigers Avenue. Foster here, I'll take us out. Peace.